Hi, on this episode of Real Time Truth, we're going to ask and seek to answer the question, what is the coronavirus doing in your life? I mean, we've seen all the memes, we've watched a lot of stuff, right? Netflix, Disney Plus. Is, is that what this time is for? Just more stuff? Or has God intentionally placed this in our lives with a specific purpose? Join us on this episode and we'll flesh that out. Whoa! We're back! <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth. Golly, I tell you, I feel like it's been forever. And, it has. Uh, if it's, uh, if uh, it has been forever. If this is your first time tuning in, um, you're going to hear a biblical perspective of things that you deal with every day, and hopefully in 19 minutes. That's what we tell everybody in the past, and we're shooting for that today. We really think we can hit that that number today. Hang in there with us, okay? So, uh, but first, just how are you doing? How are you doing out there? I mean, <laughs> are you losing your mind? Are you are you are you stir crazy? Are you are you worried? Uh, how are you doing? Take it to the Lord. Uh, I tell you, I one thing I didn't mention this to you earlier, but um, I and we're going to hit this some in the podcast here in just a moment. But I I love this. There's a restlessness that I feel like the Lord's creating in me right now, mm-hmm. and it's not a restlessness to get out of my house. It's a restlessness with satisfaction of things in this world. Amen. And uh, and I say, Lord, bring it. Yeah. I I'm I'm a hobby guy. I'm I'm such a nerd. I'm such a dork. I mean, like I like my video games. I mean, look, I'm Legend of Zelda. You know, Hero of Time here. And so I love these things. But at the same time, and and while you know, I'm not like Lord, take that away from me. But uh, you know, He Lord Lord loves me, and He knows what I like, and He knows how He made me. But Lord, help me not to help me not to feel those times that you're kind of saying, Hey, you know what? I'm turning off that interest in you just a little bit right now because I want you to look up. Yeah, and so, yeah. but we're going to hit that in a little bit, okay? So, so uh, no, no extra details there. We've already asked you how you're doing, and so, um, Kevin, um, what have you seen as we've kind of gone through this whole process, where all the weeks have bled together, and we've all kind of inundated ourselves with memes on Facebook and everything? Yeah, yeah. you know, we're asking today uh, via the title of the podcast. You know, what is God doing with the coronavirus? Um, and you think about the answer to that question as I think about that answer, uh, my answer to that question. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're all kind of just working through this, aren't we? I mean, it's just it's kind of been arduous. It's been, it's been a slog. And um, some have asked me, um, and it's one of the reasons we've, we're cranking the podcast back up. We just felt it was time. They said, Kevin, is this a, is this a judgment from God? You know, the coronavirus? And my answer, I think I can support it biblically, is no. I don't believe it's a judgment from God because all disease comes by way of one thing, sin. So the coronavirus, if you want to point back to its origination, goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. And it goes back to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve lived in a perfect environment until they chose to sin. They chose to place themselves in their own understanding of the way that things that they wanted them to be above God. Mm-hmm. And so sin came into the world. And with sin came death, disease, 
decay, destruction. Pain, suffering. Yes. So we're dealing with that. So the coronavirus is just is, is, is part of that. Um, a symptom of the ultimate problem. It is. Is it a judgment of God? Sin is its own judgment. Mm-hmm. Sin carries its own punishment. So ultimately, all disease, I don't care if it's cancer. Um, I, I don't care. You know, you pick the disease. But uh, so, no, not in, an, not in isolation is the coronavirus a judgment of God, in my opinion. But it is, it is symptomatic of the larger issue. Um, we live in a sin-fallen world which is decaying and which is dying. And things weren't supposed to be this way. Correct. Correct. And so here's the thing, though. As you, as you read those, uh, and, you, and we say those responses, you know, this is not the way things are supposed to be. This is not how God made this world to be. The, the next question invariably is, well, then if God is so good, as you say he is, mm-hmm. then why doesn't he take all this stuff away? Why doesn't he fix it? Yeah. One day he is going to fix it. And it's all going to be, the curse will be reversed. Second um, Peter three nine says the Lord is not slow to fulfill His promises. Some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish. And that speaks of eternal death, mm-hmm. but that all should reach repentance. We have a sin problem, and in order to have that sin problem uh, remedied, we must accept and receive the Lord Jesus Christ. God remedied the problem by sending his son, as we often say, on a rescue mission um, to save us. And he came, he died on the cross, he rose from the dead. And so if we repent of our sins and call on him and receive him by faith, uh, we can be saved. Sin carries with it its own punishment, and it does on the entire universe. The scripture says in Romans 8 that the world groans, the earth groans under the weight of sin. God is good. Uh, sin came into the world because of uh, humanity's desire to, well, we thought we knew better. And we took the bait. And uh, we don't. God does. Um, you know, God is, uh, Matthew, he's waiting right now. He's, he's, he's holding back his son. Mm-hmm. Jesus is waiting, just waiting for the Father to tell him, Son, go get them. Go get the bride. Mm-hmm. So we're all waiting, aren't we? We're all waiting to get back or whatever term you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Well, so is God. And it's excruciating. It's got to be for Jesus who wants to be with us, his bride, and he's waiting. So we're not alone in this holding pattern. That's it. And... You know, when you think about sin, sin, have you, if you've ever given that much thought about it, okay, sin is not like the, the, the difficulties we experience in this world. It's not punishment for sin. Sin is a breakdown of what God made good. And so God made us healthy. He made us perfect in the beginning. But then when we invited that breakdown into this world, then that's when things like COVID came to be. Yeah. And see, the thing is, a sin is not supposed to be easy to live with. That's right. It's not supposed to be easy. I mean, because think about it. If God fixed sin, I mean, if God fixed the problem associated with sin, then we just keep living with it. That's the reason why Adam and Eve, I believe, was kicked out of the garden mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't take from the tree of life and then live forever with sin. Amen. 
That's it. It was a mercy. Yeah. Because And so we were not meant to live forever with sin. And so when God fixes sin, he's not just going to, he's just not going to fix the side effects, mm-hmm. the things that we don't like about sin. He's going to fix it completely. Yeah. But when he does that, it's done. Yeah. Matthew, uh, some have asked, um, is COVID-19 a sign from God? Mm. Well, it's no more a sign from God than the fact you woke up this morning. I mean, God sustains us in all circumstances mm-hmm. as, as his children. And so, um, you know, we, we sing a song here at the church uh, with the lyrics, it's your breath in our lungs. We pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. Um, he literally fills my lungs with breath. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking the next breath because he gives it to me. And why does he give it to us? Because he loves us. Mm-hmm. He cares for us. He has a desire for us. But not, and this is the thing, does he give me my, does he give me the breath I took from, so I can then go out and live my agenda? <laughs> no. Yeah. And see, and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's your breath in my lungs. You know, and it's a, it's a beautiful praise song. I love that picture because it reminds me, this life is not about me. He gave me that. He gives me my life. He woke me up this morning. He woke you up this morning so that we could do this day with him. And so to that question where someone might say, you know, maybe ominously, is COVID a sign from God? No more than any other thing that he allows to come through your life. I mean, think about this. Is What thing can you think of? pastor that God allows in our lives to harm us for our for our bad yeah God chooses to do nothing for our bad Romans 8:28 says all things work together for good yes so so listen folks covid-19 is if you want to call it a sign from God, then call it a sign from God it's no more a sign from God again than you're taking your next breath but here's the thing we believe that God has allowed this because it is going to bring him glory in the end. And it is meant, I believe COVID-19 has meant to bring us to a place of refocusing. Mm-hmm. You see all these questions on Facebook. Is this a sign from God? Is this judgment from God? You know, if God's so good, then why? But we have a question that we want to ask, and that is, what if what if, and it's just what Kevin just said, what if COVID hit our lives? What if God is purposely slamming the brakes on our lives? Has he slammed the brakes on yours? I know that there's a lot of us that are still working from home and things like that. And you say, oh, well, my life's not really changed that much. Yes, it has. Oh, yeah. Everyone's has. And this, the reason that that's happening so that we would refocus on God and the things in our lives that he's put there that are truly important. Mm-hmm. I know in my own life, I've had to, uh, man, I'm such a type A person. Um, I like everything planned out. I like to know what's happening today, tomorrow, and the next day. Um, I like I like to have a schedule. Um, I drive people crazy. Just ask my wife, ask my family. Um, but and, and we can't do that now. And, and, and so the Lord says, okay, are you going to focus on me? Are you just going to take this, this extra time and are you just going to fill it with other stuff? Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, are, are we drawing closer to the Lord? Are, are, we, are we spending any more time trying to, to seek after Him? Or did, is it just more Netflix? Well, and that ties into what I was asking a second ago is, is there anything that God allows in our lives that's not meant to draw us closer to Him? Right. No, He wants us everything. Because otherwise, He gets no glory. That's right. He gets yeah. no benefit from that. If it's something, I mean, if, if He allows things in our lives meant to push us away. Yeah, yeah. In my own heart, I have had to come to a place as I've worked through this season of time of of like, I've been sad because we can't come together as a church. Mm-hmm. I've cried about it. I still have moments. We had a staff meeting, uh, you know, via Zoom uh, uh, the other day, and, and I, I almost broke down in the staff meeting. I was like, I'm, I don't, you know, but I, I feel like there's almost been a death. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've had I've got a creek down below my house. I've I've walked down to the creek and sat down on a five gallon bucket and just had a good little cry. You know, just self-pity, you know, woe is me. And um, the Lord understands. Mm. And uh, I thought of Jesus uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane crying out to his father and said, nonetheless, Father, not my will, but yours be done. Yeah. And, and accepting this season of time um, as, a, as a season that God has allowed. Um, Jesus, right after his baptism, was taken by the Spirit into the desert where he was tempted. Mm-hmm. It was a season of time of preparation. Paul, right after his experience on the road to Damascus, the Holy Spirit led him into the Arabian desert. Galatians 1 teaches us for three years mm-hmm. to detox him. Look at David. After he was King David was anointed by Jesse, he didn't take over as king until Saul eventually was removed. And he had a season of waiting. Mm-hmm. Moses had to wait to become the deliverer, spent 40 years on the backside of a desert tending sheep for his father-in-law until God sent him back to Egypt to deliver the people. This is a season of time. Mm -hmm. God took the children of Israel out of Egypt, but they had to wait 40 years to take possession of the promised land. But yet God sustained them. He provided them manna. He provided them meat, provided them water and their clothes grew with them and didn't wear out their shoes grew with them and and you know and so God sustains us and so you know God is sustaining us through this why don't you Matthew share with them this uh this thing that you this experience that you had with the Lord well I was just you know we've missed so much of church and I remember I remember how long back it was now I think it was Maybe it's just a week or so ago, but there was, I think it was Samaritan's Purse that was doing the Hope Rising event. And, um, and I had been, I had just finished, uh, they, you know, I'm, I'm busy, obviously, if you, if you come to church here on, uh, at Mount Pleasant, I'm busy on Sunday mornings and in Sunday evenings, you'll find me online at the live stream. And so I was finishing up a live stream on Sunday night and they were replaying the Hope Rising thing and I, so I caught the last 20 minutes of it. Just a, just a long praise set from all these various artists and it was wonderful. It's not something that I normally go in for, I guess, I, or at least I wouldn't think of myself going in for. And, um, but I just sat there and I, and, and I couldn't stop myself from singing. Uh, just kind of get caught up in the moment and you're, and you're praising. And I just had this picture in my mind in the midst of it. And 
um, it was like I was walking through a hallway, you know, like if you're just looking down this way and there's door, door, door. And so and you're crossing from one room to the other going across the hallway. And it was like I could see myself crossing the hallway. And then just right as I stepped into the hallway, there was Jesus just standing there. And he was he was radiant. Like he was just just shining. And and he was just like, hey, Matthew. And, and again, keep in mind, I'm, I'm sitting in a recliner in my living room, but this is going through my mind. And suddenly I'm, I'm singing and I'm praising the Lord and I see this and, and it brings me to tears. Honestly, in a moment, everything wrong about me just rose to the surface. Um, God's holiness will do that. I felt like Isaiah. Yeah, oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Because there, this, there he was, and all I could see was all the areas that I mess up in so regularly. And I almost, I wanted to walk away in, the, in that scene in my mind. I wanted to walk away. And the words, the only words my, my lips could form at that point wasn't holy are you or anything like that. It was, I'm sorry. I am sorry. And as I felt like that desire just to get away, because I just felt like I was just, I just felt his presence I could feel like he was just saying, no, no, come here, come here. And he, want, he, he drew me to himself. He wanted me to be close to him. And that's what he wants all the time. Okay, this isn't just some crazy vision or anything like that. This is just, a, this is just something that the Lord just impressed upon me, that this is how he, he's, how he deals with us. And so I remember, I remember this sense like... Um, it was just like this. Yep. If I could borrow this chair here, yep. it was like he was saying, "Come sit with me. Come be with me." And if you're in your house listening to this, envision a corner of your house. See a picture. See an area of your house. Whether it's I don't know. Whether it's your breakfast table, or if it's a corner of your living room, or something like that. But Jesus literally wants to wants you to come and be with him. He died to have that time with you. He loves you. And see, it's so easy. What I felt in my heart in that moment, and you you think what you will, but even people who work in full-time ministry can miss God. Yeah. You can get to going and you can miss God. And see, right now, the thing is, our lives, our schedules have a void in them. Mm. And it's so easy to fill that void with Netflix and Disney Plus and home improvement projects and what have you. But again, back to the question that we asked earlier, is a reason that God has allowed this time to come into our lives? Even, I mean, because look at us, we're, we're trying to do our best to serve Him. Yeah. We're not exempt from this. That's right. We're, we're battling this with you just like everyone else is. What if... The reason he allowed this is to make it so that we slow down, we stop, we take that seat with him next to us, and we, we get into his word. That's what I'm specifically talking about. And we pursue him when we pray, and we seek his face, and we get close to him, and we grow in our relationship with him. I think about, you know, there's some people, I, I feel like there's a lot of people who are struggling with this time a little bit more than I am. I mean, like, I've, I've had my family, I'm a home, we, we homeschool our kids. Our home life has not changed all that much. But I know that this time has been hard on a lot of people. And it's been hard on me not getting to see the people that I'm used to seeing. Oh, yes. But I don't want to just get through this time. Right. I want to grow out of it. Yeah. I want, 
I don't want, I, I, I stop myself from saying I want to get back to normal, but I don't, I don't want to get back to normal. I want better than normal. Yeah. I've gotten to the place that, and, and we'll wrap it up here. I've said to the Lord, okay, I can't do anything about this. I'm, I'm limited in what I'm able to accomplish um, as far as changing all of this. So Lord, take me, make me a better dad. Make me a better husband. Yeah. Make me a better man. Um, I, I I work too much, folks. I, honestly, I think we're all going to rethink work. Mm-hmm. I think work is changing. Yeah. I, th- I think Americans work too many hours. Um, I, I think, and I'm not saying we should turn into bums. I'm just saying it is so easy to work, even as you just said, in ministry and miss the Lord. I'm all for people say, do you think the Lord is going to use this in our in our country to uh, bring a revival? I pray that that's I the case. So. I really do. And I pray that people come to Jesus. But I'm I'm we're asking, what about you? What about you? You who are listening to this? Mm-hmm. I know there's somebody in your life that needs to be saved, somebody that needs to come to Christ. I get that, but 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 what about you? What is God doing in your life right now saying to you to refocus and to reorient? So that that you and I, will we sit down and spend any more time with the Lord than we've been spending? Or will we just fill it up with other things? And and the Lord goes, he looks down from heaven and he goes, it's like, really? I've got you in a position where you you actually have more time to spend with me. And you're spending no more time with me now than you were before this thing started. You're filling it with all the other stuff just like normal. Yeah. And so God help us to not do that. Um, I think he's allowed us to go through this season of time to refocus us, sit a chair in front of him, in front of us, put him in it, and just bask in his presence. Yeah. So to answer the question, what is God doing with the coronavirus? That's something for you to answer, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what he's speaking in my heart, and I hope that as you're listening to this, that you're also considering that maybe that's what it is for me, too, that it's for me to draw closer to him in my relationship with him. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We're so glad to be back. And uh, look for us again next week. We'll have some more content for you, just like we have been in the past. And uh, until then, this has been another episode of Real Time Truth. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thank you for joining us. Take care.